Greetings and welcome to the Drive Home Breakdown. I'm Brent Adams, and this week we are back in the car riding home from the movie theater for what may be our most anticipated movie of the year, Guardians of the Galaxy. We've been talking about this film since we got our first look at the trailer earlier this year. It's been on our minds this whole time. We've been ravenous to check out the film, looking forward to it all this time and this past weekend we finally got the opportunity to go see it and uh, we are so happy to uh, to have this episode of the show under our belts and, and being able to talk about it it was an extremely fun conversation so obviously there's going to be spoilers for Guardians there's also a very brief spoiler warning we need to give you we talk about the tag scene at the end of Thor 2 The Dark World so if you haven't seen that, if you if you don't want to know anything about that tag scene, then you need to be aware that we do talk about that. So uh, just be aware of those spoiler warnings. And then the other thing to say is that we are joined this week by our friend Ace Diliot, a good friend of mine and, uh, and Tony, uh, went along to see the movie with us, big comic book fan, loves these kinds of movies, and so uh, he's contributing to the podcast as well as my wife a little bit, although if you watch these shows, you know that my wife tends to sleep in the car, uh, so she doesn't tend to contribute very much. But anyway, the point is that uh, it's going to be Tony, myself, and Ace uh, talking quite a bit, so uh, that was a lot of fun to have have one of our other friends uh, join in on this, which is really what we intended from the beginning. Those conversations with our friends are what gave us the idea to do this show. So it was great that uh, that we were able to to have that exact experience, and especially with this movie, which uh, which spoiler alert we all loved. So anyway, Guardians, ninety four million dollar opening weekend, biggest August opening weekend ever. Really, really seems to be doing well, and everybody seems to love it. So uh, that's really, really rewarding. And we we didn't know what those figures were when we saw it. We didn't. Uh, we kind of knew what the zeitgeist was on the film, what people were saying about it. But it's really, really cool to see everything that's been said about the film. Uh, since we saw it on Saturday. So anyway, without further ado, here is our drive-home breakdown for Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay then, I think the first thing that needs to be said is that if we go our entire lives and we do not form a band called Pelvic Sorcery, <laughs> we are guilty of murder. I sort of thought I Am Groot would be a good... No, Pelvic thing. Sorcery, Tony. All right, all right, Pelvic, I Am Groot is the site. Like, that's the album name. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Pelvic sure. Sorcery is the band. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Damn, dude. Shelly turned to me. Shelly turned to me at one point. And she goes, she's like, is that guy going to break out some Pelvic Sorcery? <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God. Okay. I will go first all this right. time. Fair enough. This movie was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like it's it's one of the few times like watching the first trailer and the feeling that I had watching the trailer yep. is the exact feeling that I had uh, watching the film. So I absolutely 100% agree with that statement. All right, let's go around overall impressions. Ace, yes. you're you're guesting this week. Yes. Over just just overall summary impressions. What do you think about Guardians of the Galaxy? Let's hear it. Well, let me start, and I hate to put a damper on the mood. <laughs> Here it goes. Um, I'd like to I'd like to go back a, a little bit and, and reference a movie that, that we all know, uh, Iron Man Three. Yes, yeah. th- thanks. That's that's great. Also, is that a Prowler in front of us? Totally irrelevant, but I haven't seen one of those in years. Um, kind of like I, how we haven't seen Iron Man Three. As, as relevant I, as Iron Man Three. I was, um, 
So, like, when I was younger, believing in Santa Claus and, 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 and experiencing... This is going somewhere, right? I mean... Yeah, so it is. Exper- <laughs> it is a prowler. I'll be damned. Experiencing Christmas in the in the magic um, of, you know, you get a little bit older and you, and you start to, like, you, you look forward to it and, you, and, it and the day gets there and you, and you experience it and you love it. That was kind of like Iron Man 1, okay? And in every movie that came after that, it was like Christmas, seeing all of these things happen. And then you learn that Santa Claus isn't real. Okay, and, and, then, and, and that's, and that's that was, the Iron Man 3 experience. Iron Man 3. Okay, okay, I'm following you so far. I now, after seeing this movie believe that Santa Claus is real again. <laughs> I, I, That's it, a great point, and thank God it didn't take too long yeah, to make. Yes, I, I loved it. I, I thought it was... It, I'm with you. I, I was like... I was I was loving it. Like, every minute of it, it was exactly what I thought it would be. And, yeah, A++ a plus plus for me. Absolutely. Shell? Yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> That was too quick. You need to I'm come sorry, on. Exp- oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Expound just a little. Bit. We have an emer- we have an emergency situation brewing. Yeah, you might want to pull over. It's going to I'm just going to let him go through the intersection. Okay, so not enough. Um, so when I was growing up, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> too much already. I can tell too much. <laughs> but you, but I, I, well, I thought you liked it. People aren't seeing what's going on on the road too, and I have a feeling that's sort of yeah. Now that AC Shelby, yeah, <laughs> Shelby. Go I mean, it's a kid. There's, it's a kid. There's apparently it, some so sort of nice. there's some sort of car show going on that's where right. we watch this movie. So, so we, we is, might be we might be talking classic cars a little bit here. But so anyway, let's let's get back right, to the film, Tony. All right, um, so absolutely 100. percent The 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 feeling of the movie was exactly what I thought it would be and hoped it would be. You know, yeah. those two yeah. things don't always come together. You know, they don't always become one. You know, you might want something more out of it. I loved, I loved the humor in it. I felt like the humor in it was, it was, it was like. I mean, it was funny, but sort of subtle, and, and you know, spoke to the, the characters and the situations, and mm-hmm. and um, and I mean, like the the action, the pacing. I mean, just it was it was so good. And I got to be honest, the cast, uh, you know, now this is this is probably the first one of the Marvel movies I've seen that I don't really have a history. Yeah, coming I, from. I was going to say that was actually one of the things I was most excited about in seeing it. This is one of the few comic book movies that I can go see and not tell you everything about it before well, we go into it. And the only character that I even know a little bit about going into this was Rocket Raccoon. I've read yeah. some Rocket Raccoon. That's and, about it. And, and that's that's even that's more Other, than me, honestly, than like like you know of right. Thanos and you know yeah, like you, you some know of those Thanos sort of concepts. But that you've heard of the Kree and it, exactly. Yeah. But really, you know the, the the vast majority of the characters that we're dealing with in the film, you know, you really didn't know much about and. I really was hoping, and and I, and I think that it did. It played to that really well. Like you know, you always have sort of nitpicky things. I think when you when you they do a, such a, a character known so well, like an Iron Man or a Captain America or you know Thor, whatever it is. And and this was a series that you know I didn't know if it would sort of ring with people, but I think it really did. Like I think it it made. I th- I think so. Fans out of people, or uh, you know, fans out of uh, people that hadn't. I mean, no there, knowledge. Of this there's going to be fucking Rocket Raccoon on T-shirts, oh, Lord, yeah. you know, for, for for years to come. Yeah, and my child will be wearing one very soon. <laughs> I, I, I uh, yeah, no, I loved it. I tell you, I, the one thing really 
you have to hand it to him. Maybe Vin Diesel's best work ever. <laughs> Iron Giant? I mean, no, your, no, I mean, literally. Mouth. He said, I am Groot. And he did it really well. Over a he did. And, and, well, and, and one time he even said, we. So, we. I mean, like. That was that was probably more lines of dialogue than he had in like all of the Fast and the Furious movies combined. Well, more lines of dialogue that were worth listening to. There, there you go. There I you mean, go. although uh, you know, for, for all of for all of the Fast and the Furious movies, Vin Diesel is still the baddest motherfucker in the planet on Pitch Black. Yes, uh, he is. I'll give you Pitch that. Black was was so kick ass, and everything else he's made has been. No, I I, just, I won't say everything. I, got, I, I did kind of find it funny that I mean, like his name is on the, <laughs> and mean, they like, literally really, got him to say five words. Literally, they they could have literally had him do the entire thing. Like, okay, read read this page. He did and it he, like in an afternoon. He, he didn't do it in an afternoon. He did it in a, in a <laughs> at a stoplight. He he's like in his car on the phone. He's like, hey, you got the role. They want you to go ahead and record for it. Right? What now in my car? is like, look, it's only like five lines. Go ahead, and just fucking record <laughs> just say it. it. Um. I was thinking about, um, in terms of casting, like, they don't have, I mean, they don't have, you know, like, like the, in, in, nobody in this film is, like, a huge oh. star. Like, arguably, probably the most well-known person in this movie is fucking Michael Rooker, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but the thing is, like, I thought, like, everybody was incredibly well cast. Like, I, like the guy, and I don't remember his character's name, but the guy Michael Rooker's playing, you're like, you can't get anybody to fucking play this role but Michael, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Like, the character he's playing, it, like, it was written for fucking Michael Rooker. Um, the, the guy that John C. Riley plays, the, uh, he's like one of the, you know, like one of the, I don't know, like law enforcement yeah. from, like, you know, Nova or whatever. Um, it's, um, like he he's like so great in it because uh, he's able to he's able to deliver that comedic stuff throughout most of the movie. But like, like that like that one moment where you need him to be real and you need like that kind of dramatic pathos where he's saying, "Look, my wife and daughter are alive because of you guys." He knows what to do with it, you know. Yeah. And so I just I thought like everybody in the movie was was really really well cast. And I mean, you know, for the for the day of work that this was for Glenn Close, I mean, it's cool yeah. that they got her too. Yeah. I, I was gonna say yeah, Glenn Close is the she's the biggest she's probably the biggest name in the movie. I guess she is, but but you know, like you said, just in terms of like you know how many times she's in the film, it, it really yeah. is. Uh, it amounts to two minutes of screen yeah, time, probably. Exactly. Um, I thought, you know, both, you know, all, all the, the villains, which the, the guy, I think his name's Lee Pace. Yeah, he's, he's the, the, the guy. The main bad guy. I'm not even familiar with him, but well, I mean. Well, he, he, plays, he plays Legolas' father in the Hobbit films. He's he's the Elf King, Fandrule, oh. or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, So, okay. like, and we, Shelly and I, we just watched The Desolation of Smog like three weeks ago or something. Oh, okay. So, like, I, I've seen him recently, and recently. I was like, that looks like fucking Legolas' dad. Oh, yeah. It is like a loss is dead. I mean, you know? you know, in fairness, like, he didn't have nearly as many, like, sort of moments, or at least maybe not as memorable moments as somebody like Loki has, and, and you know, no. uh, like, it, and it, they didn't quite land that same impact, although he do, he delivers them really, really no, well. No, he, he's like, great. He really I mean, nails them. He's, he's definitely great, but he is not, he is not, a, he's not an antagonist like Loki. He's not yeah. meant to be a character who is the bad guy. He's just meant to be, you know, he's meant to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, you know, the, the, the pacing of the movie, I was really sort of I liked just the fact that I mean the, you you get right into it and, and yeah. kind of had almost an up-like beginning you know like has that like where you know how up is sort of like the, the most famous like you know yeah. the saddest like five minutes you know ever in, in the first five yeah. minutes of a film ever and I mean this movie was almost like that I mean you start off with you know it starts off rough it starts off pretty just the way your mother sad. likes it <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, uh, but then I mean from that terrific. point from that point forward where, where you know uh, yeah you just gets, gets, gets well, sucked it gets sucked up and then from there forward it's literally just, sucked up literally sucked up. One of the things that I noticed is how it's really interesting how they handle exposition because there's a lot of it. Yeah, there is a lot of explaining what the fuck is going on and who these people are, and it's interesting the way that they kind of handle it. Uh, they don't try to do any kind of big prologue sort of situation where they try to give you like a brief history of the galaxy that you know is yeah. not uh, is not in the vicinity of Earth. They don't try to do anything like that. They just try to kind of give you the pieces that you need as you need them, uh, such as you know it's it's done in VO uh, from Zoe Saldana's character when they get to uh, nowhere, the like the mining asteroid that happens to be shaped like. A giant head, a giant skull. Well, it was, giant a, it's a giant bean or like some yeah, ancient yeah, beings. yeah, some some ancient. Uh, I mean, it's fucking Unicron. It's Unicron's it's head orbiting fucking, yes, Cybertron. Let's happy. just let's just stop pretending, okay? Yeah. But anyway, you know, she's like explaining to the rest of them what it is yeah. in VO, really explaining it to us. And then there was a, there was two more instances early. Uh, there, there were two more instances earlier in the film where they, you know, they were talking about. They were kind of giving the brief history. Of uh, of Lee Pace's character, yeah. uh, Ronan the Accuser, right, yeah. and you know talking about you know why he's such a why he's such a bad dude and everything, and then obviously you get the background on the Infinity Gem at the point where the Infinity Gem comes into play. Like, I mean, oh look, you really this. you really think about how much information they they got across with very little of that sort of yeah. happening. You know, um, I think like I mean, to be I honest, think they anybody else would have, would have had would have like killed the movie. By, by overdoing it, it that. It would really, and, really easy to And do. I think, you know, a lot of people said, well, but they didn't really have a choice. They had to get all that information out, but yeah. yet they were able to do it in this film really, really well. I thought so. I, I thought, thought so. so. Um, and my- sometimes in just like the little bylines of like the, the planets they were going to, they would just say like the home world of the... the you would, yeah. It would just give you that little bit of exposition. You're like, uh, oh, okay, oh, okay, I know where you're going. I you know, it, it gives you just a little bit of a point of reference. Alright, so let's touch on a couple of points that are going to link to the larger Marvel Universe. Ace, what did you think about Josh Brolin as Thanos the Mad Titan? Um, very cool to see. Uh, I mean, I know you got to see him a little bit after the Avengers. But only a little bit. Just a snippet of him smiling. And and this one you got to see a lot more of a, a full body costume. He armor. fucking looks like Thanos. Yeah, he looks yeah. like Thanos. I mean, he I mean, looks it, just fucking like Thanos. Yeah. The, the chin, everything. I mean, it's it's pretty spot on for yeah. the books. So, that I... You know, I was thinking, like, I wish he would have got a little bit more screen time, but he, I don't think he needs it. Um, I think it's just enough to kind of to get get you interested to see like where they're going to go with that. In, it's yeah. the third Avengers movie. In, in a roundabout way, too. Had he been in there more, it would sort of deterred away from a bit. the Ronan. main villain yeah. of yeah. this film. You need Ronan to you, be the main guy because you'd always be thinking like, well, I mean, he can, you know, he's yeah. not the big bad. We've got you know because we've got this guy coming. But you know, um, right. I agree. I thought I thought you know, and we pretty much know he's going to get all the gems at one point. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, he's going to assemble the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> sure. So. Well, and I presume, and that's where I thought the, the tag scene, which was. Uh, we can we can debate over whether it was worse than the Iron Man three tag scene, uh, but I really thought the tag scene because I was like, okay, we know the collectors got, we know the collectors got uh, the um, he's got the red gem, the, yeah. the, the dark elves, uh, the ether gem, and the from, uh, from Thor, and he's also got um, the 
whatever the what the blue one be because well, the the, 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 the mine gem the mine gem, well no the tesseract is in uh, the tesseract is back in as in, in Asgard oh, that's right, that's right, okay. and I think I can't remember how many he says he's got like at the end of whatever it is Thor two when. Uh, when Sif and oh, yeah, uh, when they yeah, deliver yeah. that to and Volstag yeah, yeah. deliver it, he says something like two down, five, five to go. You know, like you know, well, I, I, well, how many are there? There's six or there's five. Well, there's five and six. I think there's a single. There's wasn't there one, one on like on the, yeah. the top? Of, I can't remember. Jesus, anyways, I think it's six. But he, you know, at the end of Thor two, like the tag scenes where they deliver it to the collector, and he says, you know, like two down, four to go, whatever. Yeah. So he's got at least two of them, presumably. Um. Or maybe maybe it's just one. I can't remember. But anyway, the but point yeah. is that he had he had at least one, well, two, he's got whatever that, it is. He, we know though now he has the Howard the Duck gem, and he's also got it's Howard the Duck. Which is, uh, what a weird way to end that. I, I agree. You know, of all I, the fu- I, of all the fucking things they could have done, I gotta be. That was the thing with this movie. I felt like you could have gone anywhere with it. You could have done something that is a more direct lead into Avengers two. You could have yeah. done something that was. Something that was just based in the the Guardians sort of you know realm of things. You could have done, uh, you know. Almost They're not going to make a Howard the Duck film, right? Pro- I, uh, promise I, I me, really I, promise me, they won't make another Howard the Duck. I cannot promise you oh, anything because I mean, God knows Tim Robbins could use the work. Yeah. Oh, um, it just, it, I don't know. It was. I will say. I was disappointed in the tag scene is what, is what I will Well, say. I was a little disappointed, and this was also the first one I think we've had in a while that didn't have the sort of doubled up, you know, like the... Yeah. Well, and I, I guess maybe there's you could say the dance scene at the, like the group Yeah, we're groups. I, I guess that's better. That probably is. That's, that's kind of like the uh, like the scene from Thor 2 where the giant beast is chasing the birds across the park. Yeah. Like, to me, though, that would have been fine if we'd gotten something a little more substantial. Yeah. And I, I, I was actually... If I could say there's anything about the movie, because really there was nothing else, but I would say that the tag scene was probably one of the weakest we've, we've seen up to this point. I agree. I was disappointed in that. Um, I, I looked up a little bit, and I kind of cheated. I didn't want to go in knowing too much about right. about the title, seeing this movie, but I did learn a little bit, and apparently there was a dog who had psychic powers, who basically held down the fort for them uh-huh. when they were gone, and that was the... Dog in the space helmet. The, yes, uh, Cosmo, I believe is Cosmo. It, is. Oh, it said yes. Cosmo in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's so okay. He is a he is a Russian space dog. Well, that was that was funny because I was like, oh, it's like one of those Russian space dogs. Right. And he, yeah. apparently in the books he has psychic powers and he's like the Jarvis of right on. Ah, so, right on. That, that was kind of cool that they that they worked that in. Yeah. Um, but fucking Howard the Duck. I mean, why? Yeah, I, that, I, I that mean, one's like, lost I mean, on me. And you know, I'm wondering. It's like, because how I'm many old enough to remember. Yeah, how many people I'm old sat enough to around. remember the horror that was Howard. I mean, the Duck. how many but things how many did they pass up? The thing. That's like, what yeah. I was going to say. Like, yeah. it's such an obscure reference. Yeah, it kind of was, but the, then again, the movie was one of the Pretty more random. obscure titles yeah. in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So it yeah. makes sense. You're not kidding. About it's, that. it's not. It wasn't completely out of nowhere, but man, it just to me, it felt a little bit like a missed opportunity because this is the one movie where they really could have done almost anything. The other movies, really, it had to be something with the main characters. It had to be... This, it was so... I don't know. They, they, they were so so out of their um, element with everybody. They could have done whatever they wanted to. Here's they what I... To do that. I, just, yeah. I really wish I knew what what, else, what other choices they passed. I want to see the sheet of yeah. paper <laughs> that has the things marked well, off and what leaves got down. Howard the Duck. Because I'm like... Huh? It, 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 I don't know. Here's it's how I would put it. It's like, it's like hitting on a, like the hottest girl you've ever seen at a bar... And you get back to her place and you find out she has a dick, but you re- you really don't care. 
Is that what it's like? I think that that's what like? it's like. If, if I was in that experience and I'm like, God, but you're so hot from like the waist up. You're like, ah, fuck it. You got a dick, but that doesn't really, that doesn't ruin the mood for me because I'm so drunk right now and I loved everything else about you. All right. I, so I, can, I, I don't know. I can I, see where you're going here. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. All right. So <laughs> let me tell you what I thought they were going to do with the tag scene. Um, what I thought that they were going to do. Good. Some Ultron. <laughs> something good. I thought that they yeah. were, I thought that they were going to. Although it might be too soon for that. It might be too soon for that because what I think is going to happen, I think that what we will probably end up seeing is obviously uh, Age of Ultron is next year. Yeah, it's May. I mean, and that's less than a year away. I, I, I thought they were definitely going to go into that, but they. And then really we've, didn't. we've obviously got, we've obviously got, uh, I don't know about another Iron Man film, but we obviously have another Thor, another we Captain America. Yeah. We've got Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, that would have actually probably been the most logical. Like Ant Man would have probably been the most logical thing to set up. Yeah, but how do you work um, that into a Guardian? I, 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 no, I it's agree. A, it's a Marvel you, but, thing, though. Like they really could have done. Yeah, I mean, they, they you, you, have an, you have an Iron Man cameo at the end of the Hulk. I mean, really, it, it you know. Yeah, whatever. You it could, is. They can do whatever they want to. At so this anyway, point. but the point is that I think what will probably happen is I think that they will do a second Guardians film before Avengers three. Second Guardians film. I don't think so. I think they will. I think they'll do a second no, Guardians film prior to Avengers yeah, 3. Yeah. And then what they will do in the second Guardians film, they will really, really hammer on Thanos really hard. And then that will be the lead-in that will cross over Guardians and Avengers in the third Avengers film where they'll both go up against Thanos. I think that's probably what they're going to end up building to. It's possible. They'll do, they'll do like both teams crossing over take on Thanos in a third Avengers film. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely possible. Or Howard the Duck teams up with Iron Man. And Tim Robbins. And Iron oh. Iron Man gives Howard the Duck an Iron Man suit. Yes. And becomes the yeah. Iron Duck. Yes. Iron Man for <laughs> Iron Duck. Iron Duck would also make a good album title. Maybe maybe for the second one, the sophomore yeah. effort. Um, so that's kind of, that, that's just, like I said, that's pure speculation. No, I think you're right. Just, I mean, you know, we know that... Uh, that feels right, though. We know that Ultron has to be, you know, kind of the big bad and yeah. the next Avengers, and we know they're building up to some big thing with Thanos. But, you, you know, Obviously. in a way, you are kind of right. Like, what is that What is that going to be? What, you know, what are and, they... And, and how do they set that be? up within an Avengers film? That's the, exactly. They need another Guardians film. In my opinion, they need another Guardians film to really, really set up Thanos as a villain. They, you know, in the first Avengers movie, they were able to get away with so much exposition, or I say exposition, so much character development, so much of the, like, figuring out how, like, those those people come together and become a team. They were able to get away with that because Loki was already established. Yeah. You didn't have to set up Loki. You knew who Loki was. You already had another film that it's you got time. Loki as a character, yeah. and you just plug him into this movie. And I think... That that would be the thing that makes the most sense as far as Thanos. You can use a, a second Guardians film to do the same thing with Thanos, set him up, and then you can plug him into a third movie and con- and not have to worry about setting up your villain. Whereas in Avengers two, they're going to have to set up Ultron within I, the film and then and then beat him. Presumably, yeah, how do you think Guardians and Avengers though like come into contact? Like, how that's what that I was wondering happen? for number yeah, three. Yeah, like in in my mind, it's got to be something like you know, it's going to have to just be something for whatever reason. Like, it's probably, like, the last gem ends up on Earth. Like, Thanos has got, like, you know, like, four out of the five Infinity Gems. 
and the last one winds up on Earth, so he's coming to Earth to get it. Somebody look up and see how many fucking Infinity Gems there are. Um, that's too like. But uh, that 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 would be my guess. My guess would be that he's got like all but one. The last one's on Earth. He's coming to Earth to get it. The Guardians come down here to stop him. Of course, they don't make it in time, or somehow you know he gets it. He assembles the Infinity Gauntlet, and then both teams got to come together uh, with the power of Asgard and so forth to. Uh, to, to, to take him on. Something like that, I think. Uh, six. six? There, there six. were six, yeah. So, I, I was thinking it was six. Well, I, was gonna, I was trying to look up right before we got onto that subject. Who is... So who's Peter Quill's father? Uh, uh, Jason he, of Sparta. Yeah, yeah. Who was... Ba- they're basically like a... Um, they were like a race of uh, fucking... Their sister race would be... Well, and I use that term loosely, but the... the Shi'ar Empire. Yeah, so like that's exactly Eagles. right. Was, they, they were connected with the, Sh- the Shi'ar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that it's actually also known as Star Lord. Yeah, and that actually brings up the the other point that I I wanted to make. I'm dying to know where the scrolls fall in the in like the the, the copyright agreements between Marvel and the other studios. Yeah, with the Fantastic I, Four. I want to know if the scrolls are with the Fantastic Four or are they with the X Men or does Marvel Studios have them? Because like I keep waiting on the scrolls to show up at some point. I'm like, okay, if there's any fucking movie they, where they can do it, it's this fucking movie. They, and nothing. They sort of keep avoiding it, which makes which leads me to believe that maybe it is. That's uh, the thing. Like I'm wondering if it's tied. I'm wondering if it's tied up with one of the other properties. Is, is hey, I, I would feel like Fantastic Four is is the most likely. That I it's agree. Tied it's up the most logical. It. Is that still at Fox? Or has that reverted back to Marvel? I can't remember. I think Fox still owns. Oh no, they're rebooting it. Yeah, they're rebooting it. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so so that that I think I think they it must be still under control of them because they really have. Like I mean, the scrolls would have been the obvious choice in like Avengers, and 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 they kind of went. You know, they went with a, a. Kind of not similar, just in, in. I mean, not maybe the look exactly, but I mean they yeah. kind of went with a similar thing, which led, you know makes you want to think that they would have done that had they had the choice. You know, and, and here, here again, I don't know, I don't know who's, I don't know who's running ship on Fantastic Four for Fox, but here again, great, great opportunity to you know to do like a a multi studio crossover because so much of Fantastic Four, and they tried to kind of do this a little bit in the second movie, uh, despite it sucking awfully. Yeah. But uh, you know they tried to kind of open up that world a little bit. He was was on fire in the movie. It's weird. Silver Surfer, Galactus, uh, you know both of those you know fold right into into the Guardians universe. Um, So I just I I would love to see I would love to see somebody step up and say you know what we don't want to be Cox let's let's fucking cross over with Marvel Studios that'd be great. Uh, we'd love to make a million dollars, and yeah, as opposed really, to the fucking Avi heirs of the world. No, we don't want to make a million. I really dollars. do sort of wonder billion, why. Excuse me, why they don't? Why you know? It's, that to me seems like a no-brainer. Like I mean, that's just that's literally like just jumping on the bandwagon of something that's going so so well, and you still have control over it. Like I mean, I don't think I think Marvel would still be willing. You know, it's not like they're saying like, well, the only way we'll do a crossover is if you return the rights to our films or something. Yeah. I, I think it'd just be like, you know, uh, yeah, sure, we'd be down for it, you know? It's not as those studios haven't got, haven't teamed up together in the past to do films, you know? And I mean, if the, It's if rare, the, if but the, it does happen. Well, and also the thing is, most of the time, usually maybe the characters aren't so directly tied together, you know, in, in another medium yeah. than, than they are with this. So to me, this, this is, it's just a no-brainer. I think I it's just that, it's just that old Hollywood mentality. It's like, you know, we... We can't work with Marvel Studios. They're a, they're a different studio than we are. Yeah, it's like, oh right, what a great what a great strategy that is. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, okay, so let's talk about 
I I got to tell you that, and I I had no clue that I would say this coming out of this movie. Okay. But fucking Dave Bautista might be my favorite character Dude, in this film. He was, he was awesome. Fucking awesome. I loved like that that the first scene where it really sort of hit me like how much I was starting to like the character was was when they're in there and he's like you know. Um, it's just it's going over your head. He's like, no, it's not. If it were to go over my head, I would reach up and gra- grab it. There's <laughs> something, yeah, I would catch it. Yeah, not go over my head. My reflexes are too fast. My reflexes. Are, that's right. Yeah. I would catch it. <laughs> I, just, I was like, because just kill, again, dude. not knowing just the characters, kill. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, <laughs> who knows? I mean, maybe these maybe these takes on the characters are not directly from the comics, but I, I'm sure. Yeah, there's some purist out there going, "Fuck that guy." He's like, he never said shit like that. Um. Groot was a rapper. Yeah. He didn't only say three fucking words. <laughs> Don't ever call me a thesaurus again. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like, Batista had, Batista uh, had some of the best laughs in the movie. It was, and, and frankly, his really delivery did. was really solid, too. Like, it was just really, I mean... I remember seeing him... Batista out-acted Vin Diesel. Like, <laughs> Come on, like, like that was a challenge, though. Come on. I know, but he's not an actor. I'm, I'm, dagging on, I'm dogging on him now. You know, it's, uh, the, one of the things that's kind of interesting to look back on is is the Comic-Con panel for Guardians from whatever it was, two years ago now, maybe? And uh, I remember, like, they had filmed, like, maybe, like, a week or something before they came to Comic-Con. Yeah, it literally... Well... Hadn't they only filmed like some of the scenes that went into the trailer? Like it was yeah, something like, like that. It was like the I earliest mean, footage it was, they possible. They had not been filming very long, and uh, I remember Batista, like Batista was talking about uh, just you know he came into like the whole thing very humble and just saying, yeah, yeah I'm I'm just, I'm just barely an actor. Like I'm a performer, but you know I'm having to act now, and so like every day is basically just me trying to kind of learn from all these you know really talented people around me. And it, like it made a positive impression. I'm like I, I appreciate the fact that you're kind of recognizing you did yeah. not exactly come into this industry, uh, you know, with the passion for acting. You kind of sidestepped in from uh, from wrestling or whatever, and just you know having some having some respect for yeah, the craft. Absolutely. But like it like it wasn't just lip service. I mean, yeah. like I really like I really feel like you know this guy was just sitting there and just like watching everybody and, and, and working on his character. I mean, like, it paid off. He's really fucking good. I just read on the trivia on the IMDb part yeah. before we left that he was um, so excited to get a part in a Marvel movie that he actually went and pursued extra acting lessons to deliver the best lines that he had. I mean, like... And it, I think he it paid off. off. Oh, yeah, it, right. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it like, paid off. when you watch him, like, and I don't know if either of you are, like, big on the wrestling scene, no, like, no. 2000s era... Um, he he was never really one for mic skills. Um, <laughs> if you know what I'm like, as much as I hate like people like John Cena, you know, but they they right. can just like talk and talk and talk. And, and Batista was never that person. Yeah. Ric Flair even is somebody you can you know get on the mic. Well, and I mean, like you, the, the Rock. What, he, right? The Rock, the, the Rock the, was the a great Rock example was, of that. Like was, he was very oh very charismatic and uh, and he was a good he was a good athlete. But Batista was just more of a physical presence, and I, I was really skeptical going into this thinking like okay so he's just gonna be a hulk yeah yeah he's just gonna be the bruiser yeah and he's gonna he's gonna act by looking intimidating but i was wrong i was very wrong and very pleasantly surprised that that he pulled that off so well Well, and and one of the best one of my favorite sequences in the film one of my absolute favorite sequences in the film and like in a way it's almost a microcosm for the entire movie is after they after they they managed to crash uh, inside of Ronin's ship, they managed to board Ronin's ship, and they get out and and you know Batista. I cannot see. 
uh, and and Groot uh, lets out like all those little like I don't know like, like fireflies, fireflies you know. Yeah. And there, it's it's like this beautiful beautiful moment, you know, great music to it and everything. And it's just like this moment of just really aesthetic beauty uh, in the midst of all this chaos and everything. You know, like and the eye of the storm. Yeah. yeah and then they they move on and. The very next, uh, the very next thing that you see with them is, uh, is Drax proclaiming, uh, you know, that he feels friendship. He feels that that he's friendship got. He feels time. friendship for everybody. You know, like you know, Peter Quill, you are my friend. And it's like this really beautiful moment for the character. And then, like, and then immediate roadblock where he's like, "You green whore," and you know, comes to <laughs> a crash. Comes to a crashing halt with like you know that that great kind of that great kind of abrupt but, humor. And then, and then he like, goes so into an action though, beat. Like he's so, you know, just and, in the role. Right. Then Nebula shows up. He hits her with a rocket launcher. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Hits her with a rocket launcher. And it's like that scene is like it's one of my favorite things with him because he like he really bounces. He's just so earnest. And that like yeah. that's that's the perfect thing for his character is that, you know, he has like he has no lies in him. He has no he can't he, he cannot use metaphors. He, yeah. he really can't lie. All he can do is just say what's on his mind, yeah. and what he has to say in that scene is really, really great. But it, it, it's it's such a perfect moment for him as a character. But also, that sequence is like basically the movie. It's like we're going to have like a lot of laughs. There's going to be action, and then every now and then there's going to be like a moment that's really, really great and dramatic and beautiful. Yeah. And we're all going to jam it together, and it's going to work. And uh, that, that's why I love that sequence. Is like I, I feel like that basically summarizes or uh, summarizes the film so perfectly. I uh, I liked <laughs> one thing I really liked about the, uh, the the sort of character development arc of all the you know the team coming together. Yeah, is you know sometimes with, with movies like this, like they they almost start off too like too harsh towards one another, like so harsh that you really it, it, it is There's a bit no of a way leap to together. Exactly. And and in this it was so sort of even off the uh, even off the well, bat the they all was, are the kind Adventures of, was kinda of like that. I mean yeah, to a degree, yeah. it's true, yeah. And um yeah, but he, like in some way in this they they always sort of begrudgingly I think were like giggling at one another. Like like yeah. God, you fucking idiot. Like it was just <laughs> you know, they were they were it was never it was never very serious. You know, to the characters, and so that way—that's why it was a little more believable when they're like, you know, in, in the moment they kind of pull everybody together, you know, to, to, to break out and you know, sort of form this bond. Yeah. And uh, man, I tell you one thing. I, I honestly, I I love the way they use the music in in the film. I like agree. it was, it was really cool. And I don't know. It, it was one of those weird things where I don't know if it adds like sort of in such an and so so futuristic or alien sort of a look and right, feel such everything else exactly yeah. it sort of gives you that, that that like balance and sort of let you know keeps you in the in the real world it grounds um, it yeah i really uh, i really i really dug it and the thing is like uh, the thing about that that's so it's so brilliant and it's just it, it's it's one of those things that's down to like really good writing is the way that they're able to call back to that uh, you know, like okay, so you open the film. You know, Peter's going through the ruins of that uh, that civilization, looking for the the Infinity Gem. We don't know that yet, but the yeah. orb. And you know, it, there's that great sequence. That's like where they showed the title of the movie. He's playing the Walkman. He's dancing, and it's just like, oh, you know, we're fun and we're having a good time. And then, like at the very end of the film, at the moment where it makes no sense whatsoever, and they call back to it. You know, he's challenging Rodan the Accuser to a dance off. Come on, bro, you and me. <laughs> and uh, and 
they play <laughs> again like such a great comedic beat yeah and like just when you think like okay look they're gonna have to stop this now and they're like nope still going yep. still going yeah, I love when he looks over at uh, he looks over Laura, and she says she's like, no, no. And he's like, oh, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. I mean, uh, that, that's the thing. It like, just when you, kicked when ass. When you can do comedy like that in a really, I mean, you, you just see group get killed. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, of course not, but you know, you, you see that the, he's about to destroy the world. It's a very serious situation. When you can pull off jokes that don't feel cheap. Like, you know, you're not just going, like, oh, come on. Like, why why right now, you know? Um, it, 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 it's really... It's a uh, deft hand. Yeah. But that's, that's, you know, like, you and I have talked about this. And, and, you know, it's the Marvel and, feel. We, it's, it's that Marvel feel, man. It's that Marvel tone. They got it. They they really, really know how to ride that ride that line. Yeah. And pull you, and, and, you know, have you, like, really excited on the edge of your seat. And then make you a little bit sad, and then boom, drop the hammer with uh, with some laughs. They just they know what they're doing. Yeah. Did you um? Did either of you find yourself wondering what was what was in the box, the present, or did you kind of know? I I, I pretty much. Knew. I kind of. I mean, just I just based on the shape, I, I was like, yeah, there's a fucking there's a fucking. Cassette Which cassette I think is there. cool. You know, he had the first one for the first movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. Had, you know, number two, like. Yeah. And, yeah. I thought that was really cool. And I mean, what else was it going to be? Yeah, what else was it going to be? Well, yeah. I thought maybe when they started hinting that he wasn't all human. Human. Oh yeah, it, it, it could have been some sort of father. Some kind of yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fucked an alien back in the day. Surprise. Like uh, the the used condom or something. Like some futuristic Polaroids of her with a with an alien. Like, like old Hollywood. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you know, something along the lines of right. "P.S. You're not exactly all human," and I and it wasn't. And I was kind of like, okay. right, this, I, I yeah. like that. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, I think in the note, even either, it was just kind of like, okay, yeah. All right. No, I, I think that that's definitely something they'll end up exploring, uh, exploring further. But uh, that I think that that is like my over my overriding kind of memory of the film is just. Uh, is, is that feeling of how, like how are they managing to do this like how are they managing to like you know keep like keep hammering on like just some of the most absurd humor imaginable and yet it keeps working I mean like I gotta tell you what, probably one of the biggest laughs is I think it's what I think it's where they they, they crash in they, they infiltrate Ronan's ship you know they they fly fly into it and Gamora turns to Quill and goes, "You are a hero!" Like, like Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Like we Kevin are. Bacon. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! I mean, it is, I it love is it. so stupid, I but it is it. the whole idea that just no one gets like like his references like all the time when he's like, you know, why would I? Why would I run my finger over my? <laughs> why would I run my finger across his throat? <laughs> He's like, no, no, it's a thing. And he's like, you know, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, everybody knows that, right? Yeah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, that's the thing is it feels, it just feels like chock-a-block full, you know? It yeah. feels like a sponge absolutely saturated. Like every single moment, they're like, yeah. all right, is there a gag we can put in here? But, Do it. Put it but, in. But somehow not overdone. Like, that's the thing. I really was sort of afraid that, that it was going to be... Yeah, I don't know. Just sort of you know, I, that it would get old, or that it would get you know that that it would come at at inopportune times that didn't make sense for the film. I mean, you know, like it, it, you, 
whatever. But I, I thought they balanced it really well. All right, let's talk about Rocket Raccoon for a second. Okay. Ironically enough, like we don't need to have a conversation about like was was it a good CG all CG character? Oh man, it's ridiculous. Mean, like it was, yeah, part. Did you see like the spittle? Did you see like the fucking like at one yeah. point like he's like growling or something? There's a fucking spittle along yeah. his gums. I'm like Jesus, God, this is. Crazy I mean, you gotta good. think of it like two of the five main characters were were totally CG. all CG, you know, and and you and you didn't really feel that, you know, like I, there was one time I will say that like there was a couple sequences right when they were breaking out of the prison and right when they were escaping like the attack at at the. Uh, Giant alien, ancient alien head. Right. The mining nowhere. thing. Nowhere. Thank you. Where were they again? Nowhere. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's a couple times where... It's a where, great joke, kid. It's out of the Odyssey. Where um, Rock Raccoon and Groot were kind of like... They were together uh, in a couple different scenes that kind of made me think like, you know, okay, this is just an easier way to do it in CG. Right, have, right. You know, where two like, other... Like where Groot like, grabs Rocket like, and, 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 and is running or, off yeah. from the explain, whereas, you know, Gamora and, uh, you know... Well, Star Lord or, or duck down and hide and I don't know. Just that, that was the only time I even sort of thought about it. But yeah, I thought the man, I thought I thought I, it looked great. And Bradley Cooper, oh, like, did like awesome when job. they cast Bradley Cooper as Rocket, I was like, done, done. They got that character. Like they know exactly who that guy is. And and again, like I kind of feel like like Michael Rooker. Yeah, was like got the right guy. Absolutely got the right guy for Rocket. I really like like I'm not necessarily much of a fan of. Uh, her name Zoe Saldana or Howard Brown's name. Oh yeah, she's she's boss. I, I, I thought she was great in this. She's but boss. I, and and I, the one thing I thought was maybe a little underutilized was um, uh, Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian. Gillian. Is Nebula? Uh, yeah, I just she, she wasn't in it enough. Nor like were I, her lo- nor was her lovely lo- red hair. I love you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. You are my everything. But she's. I, I did like really the little storming nice off and you know calling out her dad. Uh, li- little Blue little girl. Amy, little Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Was she the green girl? She yeah, she, no, girl. no, 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 no. She was the blue, blue girl, the, the bald, bald blue girl, oh. Nebula. One well, got hit with a rocket launcher. She yeah. got hit with a rocket launcher, girl. She's, she's better with hair. I agree. Yeah, I'll take it either way. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ace, ever, ever the practical man. That's right. I didn't recognize her. Uh, well, it's a hole, though, if it's blue, black, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No we, hair, plenty of hair. We've we've heard the holes a hole speech several times now, buddy. Holes a hole. Um, but yeah, I agree. Is uh, I, I agree in the sense that, like, I thought she was great, but there just there wasn't a it ton just, of her. It just felt like a little bit of waste opportunity. Like I thought she yeah. was really good, but just you know, she's just well, and she'll be back. And, yeah, she'll be back. Well, she's, I know, but she I mean, survived. I mean, in how many years will the next movie be? I mean, like you know, it's still it's one of those things. At like, the current kind of pace, too. Well. They go fast these days. Yeah. Just like marsupials. Um, I actually, that reminds me, like, I actually really love that that scene with Rocket where he's drunk and, and he's just like, he's completely lost in the bar and, you know, like all of his, all of his, uh, emotions are kind of well, yeah, just, yeah, like all, all of his, uh, all of, you know, his insecurities and everything are, are coming to the surface. Um, that's, that's the thing that I really kind of dug about the movie is that I, I really felt like, I mean, like the, the 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 weaknesses the characters have, like the things that, um, the things, the little chinks in their armor. Like I mean, that's the stuff that makes whoa, them interesting. Whoa, whoa, hey, uh, that's racist. Whoa, hey, yeah, sorry, whoa. Jesus. Um, you know, I noticed Slants. there Slants were there the were no armor. Asian people in this film, which racist. is racist. How do you know? Um, 
There might have been some Asian extras. Under those masks? Yeah, you never Of know. course, of course, oh, the Asian Put them under the mask. Put under masks. Yes. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I thought... At least had a yellow-faced Asian in the Transformers movie. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. But anyway, I, like, I really dug that scene. I mean, I, I, I loved Rocket as a character in general. Yeah. Like, really, really satisfying. I mean, like, the first time he gets a hold of a gun, you're like, and the ass-kicking will now begin. <laughs> and he doesn't know that he's a raccoon. <laughs> which is, which is kind of, the hell's a raccoon? That's what you are. He called me Furman. <laughs> I, I thought I really did. I liked it a lot, and I, I like that one line that uh, you know when uh, Peter says he's like, "We're losers," and they're all like, "What?" Fuck you. And then yeah. he's like, "I mean, we've, we've all lost. We've all something, lost people." You know? And I mean, it's it's kind of that moment of like, I think it is. He sort of bespoke but he, he is earnest like it, it is like yeah, he's not he's, he's not just trying to cover his he's just not he's just not so great with the speeches yeah but uh, the thing is like just I don't know the way that that comes off and everything like you actually kind of buy at the end of that speech that they're going to go for this yeah um like I said I mean I think I think James Gunn did a great job he, he yeah. was really really able to to ride that line and, and make I, all those beats work and work I, well yeah I gotta be honest you know, we're watching this on Friday it, it dropped Saturday on, Saturday excuse me yeah and we, it dropped on uh, Thursday so it's yeah, there's been a lot of people out there and we, we've had to be a little careful because people were like tweeting and all I, kind of I, stuff about I it I basically avoided social media yeah. like the plague the only thing I, I have seen is like you know most of the time just kind of glancing around you can just see so many people just saying how much they love this and, and yeah. it's coming from in my case a lot of people that I don't think are necessarily huge comic book fans and I'm really encouraged to, to see that because uh, you know I just I wasn't really sure about this one like this is the one that sort of I felt like might have been a, the hardest sell of any of the Marvel oh, movies I today yeah, I and I, I feel like at this point it may have been the easiest sell like it's, it's it, you know people are just they, they just they love it it's fun and, and in a way I think it is that sort of they don't have any concept of where, where it's coming from, so it can, yeah. just, it can be what it what it is. I, I, I do think we should prepare. And they probably didn't sit through the movie and see the end credits scene, so that didn't. <laughs> that so didn't it spoil it. We should prepare the people you know that haven't seen it yet to um, just lower their expectations for the trailers. They will not see a trailer for the movie uh, they are about to see. I tell you, the only the only satisfying thing was seeing the exact same three fucking trailers we saw before for Transformers. For Transformers. I really needed a palate like cleanser. a month ago, and I got the exact opposite oh. of a palate cleanser. That's oh. what I got. Grimlock, help me! No, Grimlock, help me! Okay, all right. <laughs> oh man, makes total sense though. I mean, really, it did. It sort of mentally put me back in that time though. And I think for the first like five minutes of the movie, I was just sort of shell shocked. Which is why the first five minutes of this movie were so good. What was the what was the turtles joke early on? What was that? Oh, uh, where the guys got the. It's, it's, it's like when, he, when he, he's just taking the orb and they're kind of like poking him with the guns. He's like, God, he's like Ninja Turtle, get him, stop stabbing yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. Yeah. He, he, he makes a Ninja Turtle joke. I can't imagine why. The guys did kind of look like Foot Clan, though, in a way. They did look a little bit like the Foot yeah, Clan. Like, You're not wrong like, about like that. The faceless sort of mask that sort of You're not wrong. globbed over their face. But, a little um, bit. I, you know, I, I really one thing I also really loved about this movie is, and, and in, in general, it's something I've been. We talk about it, you know. We of course have a podcast about video games. <laughs> what? And, uh, <laughs> Since when? And uh, you know, something we talk about with video games all the time is how, for so long, you know, the, there was this the, the, the palette of video games is so, you know, 
browns, grays, yeah. just just these these sort of just dreary monotone, dreary monotone colors for like five years. Yeah, maybe even longer. I mean, really, it was a long span. And I mean, you'd, you'd have these these ones every once in a while, but it's here lately. It's really Open turned up. around. Yeah. I feel like movies have kind of done that to a, to a lesser degree. Like it hasn't been as, as stark a contrast. Right. But like you look at this movie, and it was just. Five. Right, colorful. I mean, it just—it was like you, you looked in when they were flying around in, in space, like in, in the scene. It wasn't just like black sheet with stars and maybe like a, a little, you know, uh, planet or a, a, well, or, or a even just like a little nebula or something. It was like, like you know, when they when they fly up on the the on uh, nowhere, <laughs> how was where nowhere <laughs> the uh, when they fly up. I mean, it's like it's just. I mean, it's like that joke just so. Full of, I don't know, just so full of color, just yeah. so bright and vibrant. It's just Question. amazing. Very rich palette. Yeah, I loved it. Yes, Ace. Did you feel like this was a comic book movie or just a really good sci fi movie? You know, okay, now it's interesting because I was thinking about the same thing a, a minute ago when, when you were talking, Tony, about how you thought that this film, in, in a way, is maybe the most accessible film mm-hmm. that Marvel has done as far as just people coming into it um, because on the one hand I felt like there, there were moments where I felt like this is this is you know kind of sci-fi yeah um, but there were also moments that it really really did feel like a comic book film and for whatever reason I mean I think the comic book is is almost aiming for a bit of a sci-fi yeah, I mean like sure. the comic book was written so it's, it's sort of like it, it just inherently, because of the storyline, it, it does have a bit of a sci-fi. But I, to me, it still felt like a comic book movie, though. It felt like it didn't. To me. You know what this movie? You know what this movie felt like to me? And this is going to be the weirdest. This will be the weirdest, most obscure reference I make all year. I guarantee it. But this movie felt like a battle beyond the stars with okay. money. Yeah. You know, like with money behind. A battle yeah, beyond the stars was a Roger Corman B film. Came out in the wake of Star Wars. You know, uh, had uh, what's the dude from uh, John Boy from fucking uh, the Waltons was in it. Anyway, um, but uh, it was just you know aiming to be like this really you know uh, this this really you know crazy uh, sci-fi kind of epic, but but Roger Corman doing an epic. But that's the thing. Like this movie, like almost kind of feels like that to me. Like this movie feels like that uh, that that science fiction film that. that just is is totally doing its own thing but there were moments that there, there were moments that where I, where I kind of squint my eyes and just see a sci-fi film but overall it did feel I guess like a comic book film to me and there was a moment during the movie where where it really hit home to me and I don't know why this scene was the thing that got me but um, it's when the uh, all of the uh, the Nova fighter ships link together and, ba- and form like a physical net trying to restrain yeah. Ronin ship from landing uh, on the surface and I remember sitting there thinking when people talk about like in comic books or like comic books are great because you can draw and visualize things you could never ever afford to do in a film and I was like watching that and thinking this is the kind of shit they're talking about like, yeah, right here like, this is the yeah. kind of shit like you'd never be able to do that in the movie until now yeah um but uh, so yeah, that's a that's a great question. I have to say that I have to say that there were moments that it felt sci-fi, moments that it, it felt pure comic book. Some of the sci-fi moments 
like where they go into the bar in the mining camp. It's it's difficult to not watch a scene like that and not kind of think of Star Wars in some way. Yeah, uh, a little bit of like you know the cantina. No, I, I get that. Yeah. I think it's a big part of why I like it so much because I've been kind of like. I know that you can't do it like a literal translation from a comic book series to a movie because you've only got like two and a half hours to tell the story talks unless you're like the extended edition Lord of the Rings and you've got five days (laughs) but but with a comic book it can span years I mean like a long time to tell this one story and get the galaxy kind of uh, the story cohesive and you can't really do that in a movie but knowing what you know and I I know I can speak for Brent and Tony. I don't know if you're a huge comic book guy, but knowing what we knew about, like, they, they picked these top-shelf main characters, and rightfully so, to make the movies of. These are characters we've known for years and years and years and years and years. You're, you're talking about, like, the Thors, the Thor, Captain, Captain America, America yeah, Iron, Iron Man. Man. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> we know so much about them that we can nitpick about all the discrepancies we have in the movie. And, yeah. and that's just, like, not, not counting Iron Man 3, because that was just... That was a league of its own. Yeah. But with a this... A league called with, dog shit. It was, absolutely. A league with, called with Extraordinary one, Gentlemen. With, 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 with this oh, that's one, a I good question. Get, is Iron Man 3 or the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen the worst film? Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Why are you yeah. even asking that question? Okay, yeah, it's, okay, it's okay. Easy. Keep but, talking. But my point is, is that I think I enjoyed this so much more than... The second generation Marvel movies. Yeah, the Phase Two movies. The Phase Two movies. Even better than Cap. Cap Two. I gotta got be honest. Don't take don't take this the wrong way, but to me, Cap Two was great. Yeah, Cap Two. Thor was Two was really nothing. Was not really yeah. that, and that's really. It would be a hard. Yeah. It'd be, it, yeah, because, I could be a hard. Because, I'd hate to live on the difference. To yeah, quote, nah. To quote Chance. Um, <laughs> yeah. Between this, this I and think Cap this was better. Well, that's that's okay, what I'm sort of saying. I, about I, the, I enjoyed it more, but but the point that you're making information you need to. Yes. Right, yeah, the point well, that you're making, though, is that what, one of the reasons you love this film so much is because of the fact that it was... Ignorance was bliss. Yeah, it was such a new experience. And, and I, I said the same thing. I, I think that you and I talked about this, Ace. One of the one of the biggest things I was excited about coming into this film is like, it's going to be so awesome to go see a comic book movie that I don't already know everything about. Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying you know, earlier when I was just saying like that was the great yeah. thing about not being able to nitpick these movies because... We, I don't know at least anything about it. I don't think I don't think any of us knew this series no. anywhere near to the level that we knew the the other the other phase. Yeah, I, I completely. Agree All right, with but that. at the same time, I'm trying to think of another obscure group. Okay, if they had made an Alpha Flight movie, would that have been as entertaining? Canadians, no, 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 no Ace. Don't be don't be stupid. What about like the Defenders? The Defenders, I actually think, is is, is going to be similar to Guardians. I think that, I think the Defenders will be a lot like Guardians, in that you're going to have like maybe like that one. You're going to have that Daredevil character. We're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. And then you know you got these more obscure characters, that uh, Iron Fist and so forth that uh, that you've got to uh, you've got to bring into the mix. But I think the Defenders will actually be a lot like Guardians. I think it'll be pretty accessible for a non comic book audience to get into. What about um, like some like Heroes for Hire or something like that? Do you think that's gonna... I mean, I, I think all of those, like, that, that's the thing. Guardians is kind of like like any one of those, you could kind of do this sort of film around. But, but the question is, right. can you make it as fun as this, you right. know? Yeah, no. And, and like, like the Defenders, I don't think you got the opportunity to do like the zany humor and everything in that yeah. series. Just because it, it's such, you know, it's more gritty, hard-boiled, you know, 
Although, yep. uh, to be honest with you, when, when before we saw the first trailer, somebody said that about Gar- about Guardians of the Galaxy. Would you have felt the same way? Yeah, that's I, true. I gotta be that's honest. True. Like like going into it, just hearing they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy, I was just kind of like, wow, okay, that's kind of a bold choice. Yeah, that, that was me. I was just and like, then the second you see the trailer, you totally get it. You you completely get it. And so to me, that what I was saying is that you could do that with almost any of those films if they are able to hit that right note. Yeah. You know, and you see that first trailer, you see that that first bit of casting, and you're like, "Ooh, holy right. shit! That's that sounds really cool." But it's just, you know, they could absolutely, really, you could take any franchise out there and do it absolutely right. The problem is, you know, do you, do you have the money? Can you get the right casting? Can you get the right person to write the script? I mean, really, you know, a you, lot you of, can turn you a can, lot of ingredients. You can polish a turd if you, if need be. But uh, the, the good thing about this was, it, I, you know, I don't think that it was a turd to begin with, and so it came out really, really well. Yeah, yeah I, I, I remember when I when I first heard they were like, "Oh yeah, we're going to do you know Guardians of the Galaxy." I was like, "You're kidding me!" Yeah, like, I like, really I, I, like I doubt. Like I was just kind of like, guys, maybe that does not seem like the right move. Or or is this like to throw us off? Like this is rumor, and then we're going to find out a couple months later. No, it was a secret. Some other project. Right, or something. Right. Like I really almost did sort of question it. I cringed um, a little bit. I was just like, man, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. And I'm like say, honest, you see that first trailer, and you're like, I totally exactly. get this. I totally get this. And, this and that's why I keep idea. trying to tell myself myself when I hear like sort of things like, to be honest, like Ant Man. I gotta be honest, Ant Man yeah, was yeah. not one that I was like when I first heard like that's gonna be one of the next big ones, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm really? not real sure. But then I keep going back to the way I felt felt about Guardians, which yeah. was you know just that same exact. Ant Man doesn't have that vibe though that it's gonna be a, a comedy. I think it actually like, probably just, will just be not not to this extent, but I think the it'll fact be, that they cast Paul Rudd as the lead yeah. to me suggests they're thinking about some comedic it's, stuff. I think it'll be just maybe an, an edge, you know, lower than what we got in in this. Yeah, um, just just a smidge lower. And, and well, I, think, I think it'll be more in line with like Iron Man. Exactly. Where I mean, Iron Man's pretty damn funny. I mean, yeah. like it's it's just uh, that there's it's just not as over the top funny. Yeah. As yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and but one thing, I don't know, just a weird thing. Yeah. Did you see the Ant Man mask that they showed at Comic Con? Did yeah. you see the helmet? Yeah. Yeah, I sure did. It, why does it look a little bit to me like uh, Storm Lord's mask? Star Lord's mask. Star Lord's mask. Like it just for some reason, like the the little sort of things coming around the front and the red right, eye. Right. Like I almost I, well, to me always, just looked like that for a while. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm just to, because to me, you're wondering the Ant Man mask does not look as much like what I think of the old. Classic kind of Ant Man, yeah, like, like older fighter pilot. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's just probably just been updated. Yeah. over the years. Uh, you know, it is interesting. And Ace and I were talking. Ace and I have a um, I won't name drop here just in case they don't want us to. But um, Ace has got a friend. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, so Ace Ace has got a friend who's buddies with Patrick Wilson, the actor. Yeah, guy oh, that played. I'm uh, he's a nice guy. Guy that played Night Owl in, yeah. in Watchmen. And I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. And in eight, fact, Brent has a copy let's, of the Let's Watchmen. not tell this don't, story. Don't. Here's a great story for you, right? So Ace says, hey, listen, I'm going to meet Patrick Wilson. Is there anything you want me to autograph? I'm like, fuck yeah. I want you to get my ultimate Blu-ray Watchmen edition autographed by Patrick Wilson. So Ace doesn't actually get to go and meet Patrick Wilson. Uh, I, I, he had to work or whatever it was. I, yeah, but he hands, the, he hands it off to his friend, the guy that Ace knows that his friend's with Patrick Wilson. Yeah. says, could you, get, could you get Patrick to autograph this? So right now, I have sitting on my shelf at home a fantastic autograph from Patrick Wilson on my Watchmen Blu-ray box set that says to Ace enjoy <laughs> <laughs> hey look I, I fulfilled my end of promise 
I mean, I did, just I did legally exactly change your name to Ace, yeah. and then, then it'll it'll all be fine. Like I'm trying to take that Adam Savage kind of high road with it. Like, well, at least now it's a good story. But it said Night Owl too, and, and, and I got you a picture of him actually signing. actually signing your name to my DVD. So, yeah, it's exactly. great. It's great, isn't it? Anyway, um, but my point is that Ace and I heard from this buddy of ours that Patrick Wilson might be up to play Ant-Man. Oh, wow. And uh, well, I I guess what we heard is that he was auditioning, right? Like that was... Well, he basically, he, I mean, I don't know if maybe he misunderstood him because my buddy does talk to him quite a bit. They went to high school together. Yeah. um, I guess what he... What I suspect happened is Patrick told him, you know, I'm working on this Ant-Man project because they were trying to meet up and do something together. Right. And he said he couldn't because at the time he was doing some Ant-Man project. So maybe he took it to mean that, you know, he was playing the lead because the guy, my coworker, has no fucking idea who Ant-Man is. Right. And I kind of geeked out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be Ant-Man. It's going to be Ant-Man. But, but no, Ace and I were really excited. We were like, man, oh, yeah. Patrick Wilson would be an awesome. Yeah, actually, and yeah, would be really yeah. fucking great. Yeah, I think he would. Um, and they went a different way. And they did. And then they he, said it's Paul still, Rudd, and I was like, he's still oh, in the okay. Movie. And if, apparently, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, like Patrick Wilson's in Ant Man, I guess, but yeah. just not playing Hank Pym, which is what we would have hoped. Well, for. apparently, they had a really. There was a lot of back and forth as to who was going to you know play. Yeah, it, it was a big deal. Some, some before, truth to that. He was, you know, he might have been running at some point. But but what's interesting, or not for Hank Pym, because now we know that. Michael Douglas is fucking playing Hank Pym, and uh, so that—that's I don't know. Like Ant Man's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see if I'll be interested to see if Marvel is able to. Well, in the posters, the the, the one poster that they released, there is kind of a there's him human size, him ant size, and then him as giant man. Yeah. So, are they exclusively going to go the Ant Man route and just have him being small? Probably not. Probably so, no, 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 Because that, that, so. that would have been a little bit like, oh, he shrinks. Yeah, he rides ants. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh! You know? But then, yeah. like, but the, the concept yeah. of, like, him growing and, and like, that whole... Sh- I don't know. I don't think he's a standalone character. I, I don't think he really ever has been. That, I, that's, yeah, that's again, the thing. Though, man, I, I agree with that. <laughs> but, but, again, Marvel has... I mean, like, I would, I would never have thought... In a million years, I mean, you got to think about some of these characters in light of who they were prior to the Phase One movies. I would never have guessed that Iron Man would be like the fucking biggest Marvel comic book character. Really? Ever. Like, like I read Iron Man all the fucking time. No, but back in the day, he, he was, was big too. He was a second string yeah, character. But, but he, he was never. I would I, not, he was never Spider Man. He was. I would never. never yeah, exactly. I would. I would put like Spider Man, Wolverine, probably even like Cap. You know, yeah. uh, ahead of him. And I would he, never have nah, guessed that really, movie nah, really. He puts came him. into his own in the nineties, though. I mean, he was. A, uh, he's definitely had comic his books, moments. in comic books. But yes, like, I wouldn't like if you'd have told me in the nineties one day. Fucking Robert Downey Jr. is going to make a goddamn movie of this, and Iron Man is going to be like balls to the wall, like one of the biggest movie, you know, action ever, franchises yeah. ever. I would never would you, have believed that we you. would have three Iron Man movies at this point. I really would not believe. Well, I mean, that. two. Uh, well, that's yeah. fair. I don't know if you can really call the third one a movie. Fair point. More, more kind of a defecation on celluloid. I would say that's more of a documentary on how shit's made. Yeah, not so I much a movie. Fair point. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Like, like, and and I mean, even Thor, like, like Captain America is probably the biggest. He's probably the biggest of like the Phase One movies. Is probably Cap, Thor, Iron Man. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, definitely known to comic book character. Like Shelley, had you ever heard of fucking Thor, Iron Man as comic book characters prior to those movies? No. Yeah. So, but like, Captain America. 
yeah, definitely. Everybody you, you knows Captain, Captain America, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's just... I do think that... I like how we just answered for you. Yeah, yeah, she knows Captain she America. Knows. But the that's point... The thing that but I mean, but like, that's the thing. Marvel... Like, what Marvel managed to do with the Phase 1 movies is really pretty remarkable. The yeah. question is, can they keep doing it? And up until Guardians, I was kind of like, I don't know. Having seen well, Guardians, I'm like, yes. Why do we still like, do it? Why do we feel that way, though? Real quick, someone jump on that. Because like, the Phase Two movies have not been as good as the Phase One movies overall. What? What? With the exception of Cap Two. But I mean, re- really, you're talking about Iron Man Three, yeah, and Thor Two, and Thor Two, both of which, which were letdowns. I, I think Thor Two was a bit of a letdown, but not atrocious. No, no, it was. It was just Iron it Man was Three just mediocre. atrocious. It was, mediocre. it was just it's just mediocre. So that's the thing. Yeah. If, if you take Iron Man Three out and and just have those two, I don't. One, I think Cap Two was Cap Two was it, fucking awesome. It was awesome. Like I think it was every bit as good as like. You know, the first two Iron Mans and Avengers. And Do you think Iron Man would have not been a movie if Marvel had not sold the? I mean, because you're talking about their big cash cows. Wolverine yeah. is X Men. That's Fox. Spider Man is Sony. Yep. And if they hadn't sold the rights, do you think that maybe would they have even bothered? Would they have even bothered? And I think they would have. I think they would have too. I, well, I think that Kevin Feige. I mean, like, I don't. I think that he. I think it's a combination of like good circumstance. And, and, like, the right people at the right time kind of thing. Because I really think, like, when Kevin Feige says, you know, we don't need those... And he's been asked that. He's like, we don't need those characters to have great movies. Because we have tons of great oh, characters yeah, and tons huge, of great stories. And it's just that people people just don't know those characters maybe as well. Or but didn't. I mean, that's you know, Or didn't like prior it, to this. Yeah. But, you know, once we introduce people to these to these other characters, Iron Man, Thor, etc., um, they're going to realize why they're such great characters, and he's fucking right. Absolutely. But so I kind of feel like maybe if Marvel had never sold off the rights to those other franchises, I think that they would have made those movies first. But I do think that they would have tried to do what they're doing now, which is let's establish ourselves with a couple of core franchises, some yeah. tentpoles: Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and, it's and now all group. that's exactly right. Yeah. And now let's start growing out from that. And now we've got you know Guardians. Now we've got Ant Man. And now they're um, the predominant face of Marvel. You, you really you can't say that that I, you know to me even this reboot of Spider Man didn't come anywhere close to doing the kind of numbers that that half of these of the Marvel movies have done. Um, you know the, the X movies, even though you know the the first class and uh, Days of Future Past were great movies. Yeah. I don't think that they are going to have the impact it's long term as the others. Yeah, well, it is, it's such a different. And we talk about that but all the time. That's my whole thing, though. Yeah. It's like Marvel, that Marvel, Marvel feel. Studios yeah. has been able to make these movies. And like you're saying, like we having read comics for a long time, we knew who Iron Man was. We knew yeah. who Captain America, who Thor. We knew these characters. We knew they were really cool characters. But to the public, the, the overall reaching people out there, they really, if you ask them if they knew Spider-Man, yeah. if they knew, probably even like X-Men, I think you could say, yeah. they, they would know those names, Wolverine, definitely. But I don't necessarily know that all of them would, you know, you know Iron Man, uh, maybe, yeah. you know, Thor, like is a Viking type guy, I don't right. know. You know, I mean, that's that's the kind of impact they had yeah, about the prior to awareness. this. And they were able to take those, I, I, I think, just I kind of agree with Brent to a certain degree. Maybe second tier is not quite accurate enough, but I mean, definitely, I think they were just a notch below the the predominant names like a Spider Man. Yeah, and they've now put those two, I think, head shoulders above them at least in terms yeah. of the movies I've and, and their impact. I've always thought of the Hulk as a second tier. For, I, for a I would kind of agree time. with you. Well, but within he's, within he's the comics, be- but I mean, like the fucking television show was huge. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Back in the day, the Bill Bixby show. You know, and he's kind of become. 
bit higher ranked with the whole Avengers thing. I mean, he, he, well, he's got the he's got the best line in the fucking movie. I mean, oh, yeah. nobody came out of that movie and wasn't going puny god. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody, nobody came out of that movie that not repeating great. that line of dialogue. It would just I, kill. I do think though the other the, the multiple movies and the, the the having to reboot the series again. You know, yeah, that, like that kind of hurt it. I think it that did. sort of has hurt. I, it's almost like. If if he had come in like in this film or or maybe at least with like the Incredible Hulk the the, the second movie, um, I, it might not have been as bad. But I almost think he had to like make up ground. Like you know he started here yeah. the first the Ang Lee film kind of yeah. dropped him down, and then he had to sort of make up that ground the next yeah. one, and yeah. then the Avengers. So it's it's like he's slowly kind of coming back. You know, there's talk that they may even attempt to do another Hulk movie, and and you know you why they more. haven't. Just Mark Ruffalo. Well, that, that's that, the to thing. Me, you it know, feels like a. But but you know, I agree. It's maybe a, they feel like they thing. really like this would be the third Hulk <laughs> movie with a different actor. I, yeah. I think they do sort of think that there's a. Uh, they're, they're just a, a little a bit wary. Connotation there. But the, the you know it, it is it's strange like how your impressions of that can kind of change. Like when we went into the Avengers, I remember. I remember us talking, and I was saying, you know, like the only thing is, like, it'd have been really cool if they could have gotten Ed Norton, if they if they could have like like buried the hatchet with him, yeah, and like actually had everybody from the Phase One movies in this film. That like, I'm just a little disappointed they weren't able to pull that off. And you come out of the Avengers, and you're like, I'm so disappointed they didn't cast Mark Ruffalo in the, in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Agreed. I yeah, it, that it, it worked out. I think very well in the in the long run. Yep. Okay. So, final, final sort of yeah, final wrap-up thoughts. Time to time to kind of go around the horn. All right, Ace. Final thoughts, impressions, things you want to like, like where you want to see things go from here. Seldomly do what I ever want to see a movie twice in the theaters. Um, you you want to get Vic? I, yeah, I would. I would. Um, sorry, ladies, I'm married. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I would take I would take my wife to go see this one, and I and I know because I'm gonna talk it up to her. She's gonna want to see it. Um, I would gladly go see it again, and I would probably. I, I would be, too. Oh, absolutely. I would be just as happy seeing it a second time as I was today the first time. I actually felt like it was so full. I I, I feel yeah. like I would I'd actually. You know, there's probably a few things that you know, maybe even kind of, well, might have missed me. I'd especially, though. I'd especially like to watch it again and really pay attention when they go through the collector's uh, showroom. Yeah, I, you know, I was I really trying like to, but I still there, I'm sure missed I'm Howard the Duck the first time. Too, <laughs> when we were well, I wouldn't say I missed Howard the Duck, uh, but uh, softball. Yeah, but, I loved uh, it. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, and you know, having having that first experience seeing Iron Man. And knowing it, you know, it's one of those one of those products that I know a lot about. And I felt like, you know, I was kind of not old enough to really appreciate the Christopher Reeve Superman. Um, right. And the, and Iron Man was kind of that for me. Oh, there's just something really yeah. there's something yeah. really cool about that seeing it come to life and done in such a like a really good way. You know, it looked good. The writing was good. Everything was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but just. Like you just you kind of got a little bit of a boner when you when you when you first gets into that Mark II, it's all silver and like you just that's that's what you waited for you yeah. know and and that that moment and that just made you feel like oh my god that's fucking awesome. I haven't had that feeling even with Captain America. Seeing a movie like that, seeing things like in the life, but even with this franchise not knowing a lot about it, I I had that feeling like I was I was. 
I, I, I went in saying, oh, I don't have any expectations for this movie, so I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it. But I did. You know, I did have expectations, and it lived up to every single one. I loved it. Yeah, I agree. I, there's something I told Brent one time that I was like, you know, I, I, I sometimes just love to think of the idea of if I could have gone back to me as, you know, like, young teenager when I was first kind of into comics or, or really into comics and could just show, like, a trailer from Iron Man or what, like one of the current crop of Marvel movies. Right. I, I, I just, I could not have fathomed back then that we would ever get something, something up on the big screen that, that, that looked even remotely like what we would hope from the comics. Like I, we just, yeah. I, I feel like we'd always would have gotten something. And, said, and now you like, only got to wait 20 years to see it, kid. Well, in, <laughs> you know, in fairness, I always thought Sucker. we would get stuff like Batman. Like, not that I don't think Batman is a good film. No, like, but, it's but just, it Batman's is a very so accessible. Feel. Yeah, and you know, Batman's so accessible. Batman is a guy with a suit and and a car. You know. Well, but you know that's the thing. Like, I, I just it's, it's 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 a little campy still. I mean, even compared to Star Lord was kind of that guy too, though. Yeah, an arcade machine. The um, what was that now? I mean, Star-Lord was kind of like a guy with a suit and a car, except it was a mask and a spaceship. I mean, exactly. Like but, I mean, like, it's just, there's something about, like, the, the look and the feel and the way it's handled. It's handled in a, in a serious tone as opposed to kind of a, like, you know, it, like, like these movies, I never really think about costumes. Like, I just, I never think about it. I never look at them and say, like, oh, that looks good. Like, Thor's costume looks good. It's just, that's fucking Thor. Yeah, Whereas in, yeah. like, older movies, it was always such a big deal. Like, no, we gotta make it all black. We black can't make leather, it... Black leather, X-Men, what? It can't yeah. be, it can't be, like, gray. They're, they're, still, trying, they're still trying to escape that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, that, that, that's the thing, is I love the fact that, like, we're getting movies now that are just the great stories that we got from comic books in films today... Just like the same way. I mean, like like j- doing just as good a job with them as a film as they are on on paper. Whereas I feel like we always got some sort of water. And I guess some people might even argue that what we're getting now in the theaters is still a, a slight bit watered down. For, but I mean, I think that's more of just the confines of a movie versus a comic book. I mean, you, there are some things you just have to do from from a realistic expectation of what you can cram into to a movie. Whereas back then, I, I think there were concessions made like. Yeah, this would probably play better, or this would, you know, be more marketable, or this would be that the other. And yeah, when you can do a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, when you literally can, if you if you try to pitch the movie we just saw ten years ago, you would literally been laughed out of out of the office of the studio executive. Oh, yeah. And these are people that paid Peter Goober, yeah. or Peter. Oh, he's the wrong Peter. John Peters. John Peters. Oh, yes, John yeah. Wise. Yes. Yeah. Peter Goober is the one that actually knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, these are people that these are people that pay John Peters to be to work on a Superman film. Exactly. But I'm you, dying, you know I, what I mean, though, like the fact that I mean, like, I even sort of feel like I mean, Superman is another great example. Like I think the original Superman films, the Donald first Superman. one and then and the second one to maybe a little bit lesser degree, yeah. but were were solid Superman films. But they still felt a little quaint, a little. They they didn't they didn't quite nail even back then I remember thinking like it was cool but it wasn't it wasn't quite is is I don't know it just didn't quite hit the note that I would have hoped for. Well, he's got I mean he does the good vibrations thing or bad vibrations gag where the guy on the boat hits him with a crowbar. Yeah, you know what I mean like they were those kinds of movies. Yes, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep, like 
in Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, there is no guy whacking Superman with a crowbar, and then out comes the puns. Yeah. We should... Do you think we... Go ahead and give your final person, and then I think we should just do like a one real quick wrap-up on the uh, the Batman Superman teaser. All right. That's a great that's a great idea. That's, that's great how we'll close out. So my my final thoughts are that, uh, that the movie was fantastic. As I said at the front, exactly what I thought, and, and I'll steal your line, exactly what I thought and hoped it would be. It was absolutely the tone that we, we, we got from the trailer. And in some ways, it is the... It's really kind of the epitome of the of the film version of the Marvel method, and uh, and really exemplifies all the qualities that have made their movies great. And I have to say that God, I don't know, like I I, I can't, I almost can't bear the thought of like trying to figure out if this or Cap Two is my favorite from Phase Two because Cap Two is so good. But I can say that right now, having just seen it, this is the movie I'm most excited by uh, to date. Uh, from the Phase 2 stuff, and I, I can't wait to hear where they decide to take it from now, uh, or, or to take it from here moving forward, and hopefully uh, it's going to be a direct lead into Thanos yeah. and Avengers 3. I think the, the, the greatest thing of all is it just it, it does seem like this is... This is not just this is not just a movie that was is, is good and has worked for fans of comics and things like that. It hit, it's it's at that that Marvel tone that we keep talking about where it has gone so much wider than that. And I I like that because I, it's not like I care about the acceptance of it. It's just that I like the fact that we we have broken that barrier of now having things that might have been at one time considered for considered for younger audiences or for a certain segment of the of public. Now it's just like, hey, look, these are great stories, so tell them. You know, we, we joke about, uh, I was talking to you one time, I saw like a meme that was something along the lines of like, um, there's a picture of Wonder Woman, and it was basically like, DC Comics doesn't think Wonder Woman would, would work in a movie. Marvel Comics puts a fucking talking raccoon with a machine gun in their in their next film. Like, I mean, it's DC, the fact that DC can't do Wonder Woman because it wouldn't be realistic. Because it wouldn't be realistic enough or something. Marvel puts a talking raccoon with a machine gun, and it really is that, that thing that I film. sort of I think DC is coming around a little bit, and so that, a little bit of a lead into what we'll talk about finally. But I Marvel I, is still blazing the trail. Marvel still just they they hit that really sweet note that that just gets that. It works for fans of of the, of the property as well as people that have never heard of it or are not into it. Like, imagine, God forbid, if, if you know they somehow Marvel Studios were to do the Transformers movies here from here on out, Jesus, and could actually hit that note of being great for fans. I'm just going to start and great masturbating as I drive now. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so last little thing. So in this last week, you know, Comic Con happened this past week yep. for us, and of course, by the time you hear this, will be couple weeks back, I guess, or whatever. But anyway, um, the uh, there's a lot of like you know footage that was shown that hasn't been seen, but there was one that was actually leaked out and we got to see beforehand, and that was the I, I dare say teaser is even really a fair thing because I, yeah. I don't think this is actually like content from the film. The film. This is just like a this is just we want to give you a hard on. So we yeah, basically we did this. We thing. just want to be a we needed tease. something to showcase a comic on, so we had. We, you know, I think actually we had to have something to to reassure you after you know the sort of backlash of of, of you know, Batfleck and yeah, yeah, like 
So they show this this teaser. Do you want to kind of walk? For Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Do you want to kind of give your your impressions of? Like, yeah. I, for those of you who didn't see it, it's very very brief, and it basically involves uh, you know there's just like this kind of crane shot moving over this giant shape. You don't really see what it is. You know somebody's kind of standing next to it, and then all of a sudden you see Batman like throwing the switch on this huge bat signal. It's the Frank Miller bat signal from Dark Knight Returns. He's, you can see him. He's in the Frank Miller sort of it style. Looks like, it, like it's that. It sort looks of, like the power. Suit. It looks like the power suit. It's bulkier, bigger. It's kind of bigger, blockier. He's got like the like the fucking white eyes. That's the, cowl. the that's the thing that really first you first notice. Like up until yeah. this point, it's fairly similar to things you've seen before. But he's got white eyes. But, and but he has those. Even contrasting to the picture that they put out of him standing next to the Batmobile. Sad Batman. Yeah, sad pushing, Batman looks nothing. Pushing like, the sad little. Yeah. Uh, that's swing. Like, this looks like the fucking power armor from the end yeah. of Dark Knight yeah. Returns. Yeah. Most definitely. And he, he switches on the bat signal. It casts up into this, you know, this this, this overcast rainy sky. And then and up there is Superman floating, floating well, out there. And then it, the eyes. At first, you know, you see his glowing white eyes sort of yeah. look up. Then you see the uh, the bat signal up in these clouds. And of course, it is like the you know Frank Miller bat signal as well. It's yep. that big, chunky sort of blocky bat as opposed to sort of the one you know yeah, you normally sleek, see the sleek sharp. And one. like a flash of lightning goes off. And as that lightning sort of comes. Back out, you see the silhouette. you see the, you see yeah. soups just sitting there floating right where the bat signal you know is, and, and the his eyes, eyes are just glowing red, oh, and yeah. that contrast to that glowing white. I, I tell you, just seeing that, the feel that that you get from okay, if if they're sort of feeling like this is what they want to, ca- you know, to capture. capture I I'm, I'm really have done on have done like a 360 on on how I was feeling about this well, film. If if the film is as tenth of bad, if if it's as tenth as badass as just like the the feeling and everything the sort of you, concept you got they went with there from that teaser, then they might actually be onto something. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, uh, I I think I, I think uh, I, I definitely you know we we sort of talked just you know to ourselves Brent and I about how you know we sort of. I think to varying degrees, we're, we're you know a little concerned. I mean, we still had hope. We weren't just like writing it off or anything. But you know, Affleck wasn't necessarily our first choice for who we would probably would have put in Batman, and you know all these sorts of things. And it just gave you these sort of questions in your mind. It was a mark against the film for us. And yeah, I don't know. and and I got to be honest, man, seeing this trailer was was literally. It was it was done so well. It's so it's, spot on. It's so fucking spot on. It literally has, has made me do almost a complete one eighty on on my hopes for the film at, at this point. Uh, like where where I think it might I'm come. I'm very pro Affleck. Are you are you pro Affleck at this point? I am. I am definitely. Well, I have been, and I know. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I, we kind of got into it when when it was first announced. You're like, oh my god, Affleck yeah. is going to be Batman, and I said, you know, it to me it made it, it made a little bit of sense, and I wasn't too deterred. So I'm not like I, I don't think I was freaking out as much as you guys were. I, I think he'll do fine. I mean, he's pretty awesome in Argo. Can't, can't. I, I don't I mean, but that's not. That. I don't yeah, just, that. It's I just, don't know. It's just that like he can him, act. He can act. No, I, I agree with you. But I mean, you know, like being an actor and being the right actor to play Batman is not the same thing. And, and again, sometimes I think there's like can't this, be any worse than Clooney. No, well, but no, that's not it's different from that. Like, it's <laughs> but, a, you got to hit if you're gonna have a movie. Where but that's you're going the thing to, is like I think that Affleck. I mean, I joked with you about this. Like, if you consider the fact that they're both big movie stars, they're they're renowned for their senses of humor, and they're both better directors than they are actors, they have cast George Clooney as Batman yet again. 
That is what Affleck represented to yeah. me. It's like they've just cast George Clooney as Batman. Yeah, but Clooney's all over always again. Clooney in his movies. Affleck is always slightly Affleck. different. No, he's always Affleck is He's not to the. He's list. slightly different in Argo, and and honestly, I, well, I, I'll give him credit. In recent years, like things like Argo, yeah. The Town. Yeah, he's come a long. Way. He, he has come a long way from. But Clooney, my biggest thing was, I felt was like if Clooney was a fucking astronaut, I felt he'd like stranded in space. Yeah. He was just. I felt my biggest thing was I just felt like he's a little too recognizable a face. To put in up against a uh, yeah, uh, Cavill, 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 whatever, however you pronounce it. Not his Christian name. Gray, <laughs> but um, like I just I felt like that's the balance. Is like if you're gonna have a movie where those are your two big dogs, then in a way, you know, do you put you know Sir Lawrence Olivier in one role? Yeah. He's a great actor. He can play lots of different roles. But, but that does doesn't he, matter. Does, does he kind Is of that, does, does it work off. within the, the the film you're going? But so, I will say, having seen them on stage, even though they didn't really fucking talk about anything, and a lot of people have made sort of sort of that thing like, okay, they did a good teaser, and everybody is sort of excited about that. But like, they looked awkward on stage. They really didn't have anything else to talk about. So they're kind of like, okay, are we just? Did they just really nail this one thing? And we may still have some of the problems that we have with it. But but anyway, my uh, I, I will say that having seen them together now, like I can sort of, it, it, it's starting to come together more. I, I'm 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 easing up on it a little. So are we not going to talk about the Fifty Shades of Grey trailer? No, no, um, no, we're not. Okay. I uh, I I feel <laughs> I feel basically the same as you. I feel like Affleck being cast as Batman was a strike against the movie. Um, although I've defended Affleck in the past, and I said, you know, the guy is actually a pretty decent actor. That was not the Being question. a decent actor, really, I hate to say, it, was not what most people. That's exactly wrong. right. They just, was he the right. best person for the role? He, I just didn't. I just Who didn't see him. He, he, I just didn't see him. Honestly, like I would have gone for somebody like Leah Shriver. Like I would have gone for somebody like Man. known but not quite as known. And Tom it, Hanks. I'm not saying that old. I don't know who else I would pick. That's the thing. I mean, to be honest with you, I can't think of anything else. I would have maybe picked an unknown. Like that's honest to goodness. Like for that role, what about Luke Evans? I mean, Luke Evans, I think could have been interesting. He's a guy. It's he's fucking. He's he's in Immortals with Cable. He's fucking. He's Bard the Bowman in the Second Hobbit film. He's in that that new Dracula. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that. He's yeah. I think that there's other people that that could have that could have done this and done something decent with it, but especially when they're going like you know you kind of felt like with Man of Steel they 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 changed up Superman just a little they made him I think a little grittier than than you know he kind of has is classically been and and I think Cable did an amazing job yeah. in, in it and He's I'm really looking but again it's just like I, I feel like there is a it's just there, there's a balance well, that you have to hit. That's the thing. Uh, like, if if I had the feeling that Zack Snyder picked Ben Affleck to be in this film, then I would feel really good about it because I'm like, this is the motherfucker that cast Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. Yeah. Ma- like the, the maybe the most brilliant piece of casting yeah. in Man of Steel. What about Gerard Butler? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of. Sucking. I mean, I like him. To me, Gerard Butler is kind of he's he's a little he's he's a little too distinct. Well, he like, can't do an American accent to save his life. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, the point is that um, if I felt like Zack Snyder said, of all the people in the world I want to play Batman, I choose Ben Affleck. He's the guy I want. But I never had that impression. I always got the impression that, that this of... was something that was handed to Snyder. You know, fucking Affleck got the Oscar for Argo. Worked with Warner Brothers, yeah. and, and like a stipulation. I could not. Well, I could not something. help well, but think, I could not help but I imagine there were rumors some, about that too. Some like, there was that, like that he sort of 
he wanted he told in him, he's on like, it. He's like, I want to play Batman. Yeah. And he's like, the dude just won the Oscar for you for this movie that you did. How do you say no to him? Yeah. You know? And, like, that's the thing. Like, that, that press release Zack Snyder did where he was talking about Affleck, it was not him saying, like, you know, like, perfect I, role. I, I thought about everybody, thought and about this is, like, I can see him. It's going to be so perfect. He was defending it. He was saying, like, oh, well, you know, Ben's a really great actor, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I just, I don't know, like, it, my instinct said this was not he his He felt choice. like he was t- trying to have to make a case rather than making the case. Yeah, like, rather yeah. than just knowing. I tell you the one thing, when we did say this amongst ourselves at the time, though, we both said that the one sort of shining light of that is it did sound as if Ben Affleck really wanted the role right which i will say like someone that really passionately wants something that can that, that can sometimes like be dave, a really like good dave thing. batista like i really yeah. wanted this i worked i went I, after I it i got and i did I, and i did what like i had nicholas to do to cage get it. is superman in the tim burton movie that never <laughs> happened we got to do an episode See, on that oh fucking yeah. well that, i'm kind of wanting to wait until that documentary comes out right. you know that's supposed to talk about like you know that thing that the trailer yeah, showed you that, that yeah, yeah. sort of talk about like all the hidden things. I'd love to see once that comes out. Maybe we could watch that and talk about it after. That'd be cool. But I think that I'm basically in the same it's place the as you, Tony. Longest episode. It is. It's a long. I just thought about them. But I think I'm in the same place as you. I think that I've gone from Affleck may ruin this. Like I've gone from I hope Affleck doesn't ruin this film to this movie might actually kick ass. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm we at haven't, right now. We haven't heard him open his mouth yet in the bad costume, and that's going to be okay. the make or break. Okay, but here, here there's uh, two things about this. There's two things about this. We also get the kind of iffy casting on Wonder Woman, which I think is still kind of iffy. Was that I mean, Gal, she's, Gal Gadot? Or yeah, Gal Gadot, or whatever, how could I pronounce her name? We'll see on that. I mean, it's hot. I'll give her that. But I mean, that's not all that it fucking is. I mean, you know, that, that's that's one piece. Especially knowing that Jamie Alexander was up for it. Yeah. Especially I, knowing that she was she was in the running. I got to be honest. Like to me, that was like, such I, a no-brainer. Unless uh, there was some sort of contractual thing where, you know, like, she's already you're in these Marvel else, movies. You, you can't play an Amazon princess and do fucking franchise. Or maybe maybe she has more coming up in those yeah. and then she didn't want to like potentially harm her choice. But anyway. anyway, but the bottom the bottom line though is that I, I really do kind of feel like um I really do I really do I feel like he was handed sort down. of a sort of he was handed a deck and we I, we weren't sure how good of a hand he could come up with out of it. Yeah. And it seems like he's coming up with a pretty fucking good hand with what he's been dealt. Like, because right. I, I do, I think a lot of it is under his control, and I think a, a, at least a few a pretty bit key things are not. I think too, but I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll see. I, I mean, yeah, th- and I'll have to say this trailer. I really will. I'll look back on this, and if the movie comes out and it's garbage, I'll be like that. This this scene that we just saw with Comic Con was a complete bluff. It was like, yeah. okay. We gotta do something cool, and they probably went to some comic book guys. Said, "What would just look really cool? Well, well if you I mean, have that look up here, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, really." And they they just shot that, and then they're like, "Okay, thanks, thanks. We'll finish the movie." Right. Like, you know, <laughs> that that'll worry me if if what it comes out has like no well intention of, of of even trying to look or feel like what we saw. That yeah. that would really bug. We'll me. We'll see what happens, but I, I do have fuck to say, this movie. <laughs> this movie is gonna be horseshit. Um, or maybe it'd be awesome. What if he has I, kryptonite gloves? I, uh, God help if us. If they had to put kryptonite gloves in that trailer, I'd have jerked off to it. Yeah, well, I mean, he'd, he'd already have the Oscar if he had fucking kryptonite gloves. Um, I think that uh, I think Ace is right as far as the voice. Although I got to say, and this is something you and I talked about, Tony. I have long felt like 
like there's a way for you to do like the outfit exactly like the combo. Like you can do the outfit with the fucking white eyes. You just make it like those are like night vision filters or some yeah. shit. You're, like you and, just have like like fucking white eyes in the cowl. Looks exactly like it does in the comic book. It'd be like so badass. And I mean, it would like you look, look at that trailer. So and I'm like, I'm like dude, like they guy. fucking did. Like my idea, they fucking did it. And the thing that I wonder about. And this is something that Kevin Smith uh, talked about on Fat Man on Batman that I think is a is a dope idea. He said you should never like you don't do the fucking bat voice. You just have the actor like on set just fucking do the like he just talks normally. But then like you do like some effect shit on it. Like yeah. you pitch it down. Make don't it sound have like, to and, and that's the thing. like you make it like it's like a voice like it's built into the cowl. Yeah, it's like something that like modifies his voice and he can use it to like you know sound like, like Bruce Greenwood <laughs> exactly. Or yeah, echo his voice. He, he can like use it to like, like bounce it like like yeah exactly yeah. Like, like throw his voice off walls and stuff like because it's all about psychological warfare. Absolutely. And it would be something that he would have you know just developed to disguise the fact that. Hey, I'm fucking Bruce Wayne. I was like, that's a fucking great idea. That's I mean, a really, really solid idea. I, I really wonder. I'm like, man, maybe they'll do that. Like, maybe they'll fucking do I that. Be honest, because they gotta know. They gotta know that the Bat Voice. I mean, everybody looks at the Nolan films and like these movies are completely badass. But everybody laughs about the Bat Voice. You know, there's the thing though. Bane's voice. Look at every fucking. Well, yeah, but it, it even had its own charm though. Oh, it's it like was, the, it was the, the gravelly. It was just sort of funny, it whereas Bane's could be kind of... It was funny when people sort of make fun of it, but in the film, it kind of really worked. But what I was going to say, though, is you look at every fucking good interpretation of Batman in in um, in the ca- cartoons, every one of them just does the same voice for Bat- for Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, just they lower... Just a little bit different. They just lower their... their basically, little, that's exactly right. They just lower their tone a little bit. It's not even like they really change their voice. Yeah. No, even you, Keaton... No, you're totally, you're totally well, right. Like, Keaton, Keaton Keaton just whispered a little bit. Yeah, like, exactly. He, you know, he, that's all he did. He he, he just and didn't they, yell. They feel this need to make it like drastically he different. More than 108. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just need to get fucking Bruce Greenwood dude. The the, Bruce Greenwood. Like, I'm telling you from, from fucking Justice League uh, or uh, Young Justice. Like, Young Justice. Yeah, Bruce Greenwood is Batman. That, that's one of the. I mean, like, if I can't have Kevin Conroy, yeah. give me Bruce Greenwood. I, I thought if you wanted to do a slightly older one, like I feel like. Bruce does that like older that sounds like a, a, a more mature male yeah. voice a little bit more and kind of uh, I don't know but anyway we're waiting on the first trailer anyways Guardians awesome movie God yes awesome God movie. yes go see it if you haven't already, you've already go seen see it, it. again if, you, if you've already yep. seen it go see it again you've already seen it no excuses agreed alright guys this has been the drive home breakdown for Guardians of the Galaxy uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to it every bit as much as we enjoyed recording it. Uh, Brent and I both loved this movie. had so much fun watching it. It was such a good movie. Uh, I, to be honest, I'm sure everyone out there that's listening to this has already seen it. But in the off chance that you haven't, definitely go out and check it out. Uh, super, super fun. As I'm recording this, this is only uh, a little over a day later from when we recorded the breakdown the news is already sort of coming out that the movie is uh breaking records for the month of august so great news great things to hear you know it's it's really cool in movies like this that um maybe aren't necessarily quite as mainstream as a you know i don't know like a character like a spider-man or the avengers or something like that you know nobody really or not nearly as many people knew these characters as did some of the others to hear that uh, it's getting a lot of attention from not just fans but from just general audiences out there so Super, super cool news to hear, uh, and uh, the movie definitely deserves it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, as far as the next episode of Drive Home Breakdown, 
we will not uh, have one next week. I, unfortunately, will be out of town next weekend. Uh, but uh, hopefully the week after, we are going to try to do another uh, episode. Uh, more than likely, I think we're both sort of leaning towards... Uh, the the often threatened episode uh, running commentary for Iron Man three um, uh, more than likely I think that's what we'll be doing uh, but there is a chance that we may uh, we may have to change it up or we may have another idea if you guys have uh, any ideas definitely give us some feedback uh, on uh, on the web page or at our Twitter handle at Breakdown Show uh, if you've got any uh, better ideas for what uh, you'd like to hear but uh, in the meantime until then. Never forget pro driving tip 21, and that is to never, ever underestimate the power of a dance-off.